Have any of you guys ever felt inadequate and or unprepared? Who's ever felt that way? Put your hand up. Okay, most people and a bunch of liars. Okay, uh, those who didn't put their hand up. Yeah, yeah, because you've all felt that way before. Um, I have. I've felt inadequate and unprepared. Um, how many times? Uh, almost daily, it seems. But I want to share one example with you of when I felt that way. Um, many of you know that my wife and I are foster parents, and so um, one time our very we had had our license for about a month, and they called us that a baby was coming to our house the next day. You know, most people, I'm like, man, they get like an eight, nine-month head start, you know, maybe to practice some things, to get ready. Um, coming tomorrow, newborn baby. Um, let's see, I felt very inadequate and unprepared as a, as a dad because uh, I had never changed a diaper before. I had never burped a baby. Turns out that's kind of a tricky one. Um, never fed a bottle to a baby before. So I'm like way in over my head. Um, thankfully, I had some good help. Um, but yeah, man, I felt, and any, any other, maybe some other dads are kind of thinking, yeah, amen, brother. That's kind of how I felt too. But I'm sure that uh, whether it's, it's something to do with parenthood or something completely different, um, you have felt a similar way, being inadequate or unprepared. And I believe that in our reading from the book of Acts that we read just a few minutes ago, there were a couple of guys that probably felt pretty inadequate and unprepared for what was on the table for them to potentially be doing. Uh, so we, we hear some of the background information there is that Jesus has died on the cross, he's risen from the dead, he has ascended now, uh, he's given his disciples, these apostles, uh, a clear mission for what to do, to go out and make more disciples and proclaim his gospel throughout the world. And, uh, but they're, they're, down, they're down to only 11 people now because Judas is gone and they need to fill the 12th position. And so they, after probably an extreme uh, long vetting process, they have gotten their short list down to two people, two men. On one side, there's a guy named Matthias and on the other side, there's a guy named uh, Joseph and he's also called Barsabbas and he's also called Justice. Like, dude, pick a name, okay? So I, I call him JBJ because I think that's, that's a little easier to remember for me. So we've got Matthias, we've got JBJ, and uh, so I want you guys to imagine that you are, are one of them, and you're standing there in that room. How do you feel? Yeah, about that excited, I think. Uh, how do you feel? Now, this is kind of a, an interesting thing. You know, I, I'm going to you can forgive me, hopefully. It takes a little bit of creative license and speculate on how they might be feeling in this moment. Um, but also, besides just using creative license, I'm also just using basic common sense uh, for how they probably felt. If you're Matthias, you know, you're probably like, like, was he secretly thinking, please be the other guy, please be the other guy. You know, was the other guy, JBJ, was he like relieved, you know, beyond the matter? Oh, <laughs> Myself, Matthias is going to do a great job, yeah. I don't know. Someday, maybe we'll have the opportunity um, to, to talk to these guys and, and uh, get the scoop on what was going on inside of them that day. But feeling inadequate, unprepared, I think it's, a, it's an all-too-common feeling that we go through in life, especially, you know, as you get older and 
you get new responsibilities and new roles kind of thrown at you. And I think especially a lot of times when we talk about um, things having to do with the work of God, you know, oh man, if Jesus is asking me to be about his work and take on a new role like in the church or in a ministry, that seems like it comes with extra pressure. Like there must be somebody much better than me, uh, much more adequate, much more prepared than me. Uh, just don't look at me, God. Don't call me into something like that. I know for myself personally, I don't want to project this onto all of you, but I know when, when there's something that I'm being uh, asked to do that is new or that takes me you know, out of my comfort zone or something, um, I have some fear. I have some hesitation. I have a little bit of, why me? What about all of those people? That would be much better. Go look at them. Maybe I, maybe I can project because maybe you've walked through those same feelings yourselves before. Now, today I want to talk about um, a couple different things when it comes to uh, when God asks us to give of ourselves uh, for work done in his name and for the benefit of those around us, to give of ourselves. I want to talk first about um, what glitches there might be when it comes to our giving of these things, these time, the, the, the time that God gives us, the talents that we have, maybe even the treasures that he's blessed us with. Are there any giving glitches, so to speak, that might uh, serve as obstacles, might prevent us from uh, stepping out in faith and doing something that God has asked us to do? We'll kind of ponder that. Uh, but, but on a more exciting note, I want us to think about what might be, instead of the glitches, um, what might be some goals that we have, some giving goals for ourselves as individuals, but also as, as the people of God right here at St. Paul in Westlake, Ohio at this particular time and place, um, that's a little more fun than, than to think about the roadblocks, right? to think about the, the dreaming, the, the goals that we might have for what God could be about in us and through us in this place. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, first of all, though, I, I just want to make it known, um, I don't think today, I'm very confident, in fact, I don't have to convince anyone in this room that it's a good thing to serve God and serve your neighbor, okay? I'm not going to spend 15 minutes doing that. You guys, some people are going to fall out of their seats because they're so surprised. Wow, I never thought that that was something, a good thing, right? Uh, to give of myself out of what God's, no, you guys know that. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, you love Jesus, and you love Jesus' people, and um, so I'm, I'm working under that assumption, and I think I'm right. But I, also, but I, I want us to, to talk about just some of those, uh, I want to cut through some of the glitches, cut through some of the obstacles, and let's see maybe uh, what God might be setting up for us to do, and how he's going to provide for us, and how we can dream together about what he might do through us here at St. Paul. So that, that's what we're going to do. Um, I've already given it all away. Yeah, okay. But, we'll, <laughs> but we are called to give of our time, talents, and treasures uh, for the sake of those around us. But there are glitches, right, that happen. Um, have, you ever, have you ever had anything um, stand in your way, maybe uh, prevent you from giving of yourself in a particular way? Yeah, again, I'm just going to pretend everybody's hand is up, okay? 
we are all afflicted by giving glitches now and again. And if you have been afflicted by a giving glitch, then you are part of a long-storied history of being one of God's people. Because it's happened to them all. And I want to run through just a few examples here. Has anyone ever heard of Moses? Okay? Moses. Yeah, some of you are laughing because you're like, oh, I know where he's going with this one. So I was reading through the book of Exodus, chapters 3 and 4. That's, the, that's the, the event where Moses is walking, minding his own business, probably whistling or something, and then poof, a bush catches on fire. And it starts talking to him. It's God, apparently. And God says, hey, I've got a job for you. You need to go back to Egypt and demand from Pharaoh, who, by the way, is the most powerful um, person probably in the whole world at that time, that he's going to let your people go. Oh, and by the way, they're like important slaves in his kingdom, you know, that he uses every day. Um, and Moses says, uh, what? Actually, he didn't just say that. He said four, he made four excuses for why he shouldn't be the one to do it. Okay? This is like classic, these are like textbook excuses that Moses uses. First, he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? That was a good one. I'm taking notes about that one. Um, God responds, and this is a back-and-forth conversation. Moses says again, um, they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Okay? God responds. Then again, he says, I am not eloquent. I am slow of speech and of tongue. And then finally, this is a classic. He says, oh, Lord, please send someone else. Okay, have you ever used that one before? Yeah, a lot of us have probably been on both sides of that one. <laughs> yeah, oh Lord, please send someone else. He ends up going though, yeah. Jeremiah is another one. God calls him to be a prophet. He's a young guy, 18, 19 years old, probably something like that. Um, and uh, you know, when, when God calls you to be a prophet, do you guys know what that means in the Old Testament? It means he's gonna give you a message to go tell the people that it's, and it's gonna tick them off. That's, that's a good summary, at least. Yeah, there's some good news in there, too, but there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, um, some words of judgment, right? So Jeremiah, Jeremiah says, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. I tried that in my seminary preaching class. I tried to get out of it, and it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work for Jeremiah either. Yeah. What about the disciples? We're talking about these, you know, back when they were, 12 disciples, Jesus is going up to him and says, you know, he sees four of them are, are fishing one day, and he says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. What are they probably thinking? They're probably thinking, I don't know, fishing for fish? That's what we're good at. Can we just be the guys that, you know, we can feed your group that's going around fishing for men? We just catch the fish? Fishing for men sounds scary. Sounds borderline illegal, in fact. You know, what? we're not equipped for this. And then um, after a while, Jesus says, actually, um, now I'm going to send you out two by two to all these towns and villages all over Israel, and you're going to preach my word, and you're going to heal the sick, and you're going to cast out demons. Yeah, I bet they were real excited about that little internship that they were going out on. It is amazing to reflect upon the likes of Moses and Jeremiah and the disciples and to just think about the feelings of inadequacy that they, met, that they may have felt and how unprepared they felt. And so this is that first glitch that we have, a giving glitch that might prevent us from stepping out and doing something that God has asked us to do is that we feel inadequate. 
Very common human feeling. But you know, the, the great thing about the scriptures is it tells all of these stories that we've gone through. Moses, Jeremiah, I mean, I could have listed off, of, you know, 37 more too, um, of people giving excuses, but then God still using them, still promising to be with them. And we see there were some highs and lows in, in each of these examples, but God used Moses and Jeremiah and his disciples for wonderful, mighty purposes in his kingdom, and he went with them. Because when God asks you to do something, now, it, it may be completely true that you are unprepared and inadequate, uh, but when God joins forces with you, he's going to make up the difference. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're, even, you're even a little more prepared, you're a little more adequate than you might even realize as time goes on. So, though we feel inadequate, it might be a legitimate thing to feel, um, but you have to know the power of God, and you have to know that how God's going to see these things through. If he's asking, if, if you are part of his will to accomplish these things, he's going to get you into the right spot. So just to have an openness for that, even though we feel like, oh, there's got to be somebody better. Well, you're the one, though, sometimes. All right, we're going to move on to the next, the next giving glitch um, that we might have, <clears throat> and that is that we Sometimes, you know, the resources that God gives to us, we don't always manage them the right way. And one of those that I think we mismanage a lot of times is our time. Uh, a wise person once uh, said to me a few years ago, said, uh, never say, I don't have time for that. And I was kind of upset because that's one of my favorite excuses. I said, never say, I don't have time for that. Say, I haven't made time for that which is true, because I, I shudder to think, you know, you guys get that um, notification about how much screen time you used? That's my least favorite part of my week when, when that, that comes up. I'm like, the mindless, aimless scrolling and all the TV shows that I can talk about that I've you know, spent all this time doing. Um, those, yeah, anyway, we, we, we'll stop that. But um, for us to, to realize that we are blessed with a lot of time, it's, it's, it's a precious resource, but we do have, we have enough time. Sometimes it's, it's a matter of prioritizing what we're going to fill out in the calendar. Now, right now, I think for a lot of us, um, the calendar might be a source of great stress and frustration. And even you might pick up your phone um, to, to write something, or maybe some of you still have a calendar hanging on the wall. You might try to write something in. Maybe there's not space. Maybe your phone tells you, you know, like this function <laughs> is not working right now because, you know, you're, you try to add something to your calendar and the phone, like, you know, just spontaneously combusts or something because there's so much that's packed in there. And I, and I understand that. But I think for this topic for today is for us to, to have an openness to um, revisit those things, to, to be open to maybe God is asking for a a shift in what I, what I have given my time to? Is there something that he's calling me to that I might have to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, shuffle some things around um, to have a, a prayerful openness for that? Because God, none of these obstacles, none of these glitches will prevent God from doing his work in you and through you if that's what he's going to do. So sometimes that glitch is that we mismanage our time. Another one 
The last glitch that I'm going to talk about here today is sometimes I believe we are, we are just, frankly, unaware of all of the opportunities to serve God and his people. Uh, sometimes, like, even, even at your own church, you might not always be aware of all of the opportunities, or really not even, not even the opportunities, but the, the needs that there are. And I was thinking about this, you know, from my perspective. You know, I'm, I'm the pastor, right? I know, I know all the stuff that's going on around here, but I was thinking to myself, you know, have I done a good enough job of, of communicating what these needs are? Have I done a good, good enough job of raising the awareness and, and inviting people uh, to serve God and his people uh, in all of these different ways? So I, I've been, you know, shame on me if I haven't done that, and we're going to try to do a better job of of raising the awareness for all the things that we um, need help with around here uh, to God's glory and for the, the benefit of people who are getting to know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Um, but, you know, how can you, how can you give if you don't know what the need is, if you're not aware of the need? I know sometimes, you know, you might look around and think, well, I don't know, like, this, all these things are going on around here, haven't heard anything about a need, so they must not need anything, you know? Like, Sunday school is happening, um, you know, we've got um, our wonderful people who help us with our live stream and our sound and our advancing the slides and everything. It's happening, there's always somebody back there, right? And we might not know, like, whoa, how many extra set of hands could we use in some of these, and these are just some examples. We could list off a bunch of other things as well, but, but are we aware? Um, maybe, we're, maybe that's a glitch for us, is that we're not aware of all the opportunities that we have. So these are all, these are all the glitches. I think one, one thing that I wanted to point out too was, you might be thinking, um, you know, what is, what is the prerequisite though uh, for, for being a, a giver um, in the ministries of God? And I wanted to go back to that um, from Acts chapter 1, the words from Peter here. You might be wondering, well, I don't know. I might have some other, other things that maybe I need. Maybe these glitches aren't affecting me. Maybe there's just other things that I, I should be like, and I'm not like that. So how can I give of myself? This is what Peter says when he's describing. So I'll just reread this. He says, So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. See, what Peter is saying there is the most important thing, the biggest prerequisite to, being, to give of yourselves is to know Jesus, to have been with Jesus. Now, he's talking about, you know, these, like Matthias was someone who had been with Jesus. You and I have not been with Jesus maybe in the same exact way, following him from place to place, but we have been with Jesus. We are following him right now. And so we've been with Jesus. We know he has taught us. He has grown that relationship that he has with us. He has suffered and died to take our sins away. He has risen again to take care of our eternity. We have been blessed in every way by our Lord Jesus. And so that's, that's the prerequisite for what makes you the right person to give of yourself is that you have been blessed by Jesus, you have been, you, you know him, you've been with him. So th this is our grateful response to all that Jesus has done for us to say, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna trust that you're gonna make up for any deficiencies that I have 
and I'm going to follow your lead to give of myself. And that's, what I, that's how I want us to, to finish up here today, is to talk about the more exciting half of this is, uh, what are our goals? What are our giving goals? This is where we get to dream, you know, to dream up what God might be able to do in us and through us. So just stop and, stop and think about that right now. What, what, what do I wish God would do like in my life? How, how would I wish he would increase the way that I give of myself? The time, maybe the talents that he's blessed me with. What, what would I dream up for like our congregation here that God might do to leave our mark here in Westlake and beyond? I know for myself personally, um, I, as, as your pastor, I have a special concern for your spiritual growth and, and your well-being and your relationship with Jesus. And so that's why, you know, I'm always, you know, pastor types are harping on things like come, come to worship and, and read your Bible and pray because these are ways the Holy Spirit is, is growing that relationship. Um, but another thing is that as you give of yourself in that grateful, thankful response that strengthens your relationship. That, that grows you and matures you as a follower of Jesus to be focused on giving back from the abundance that God has given. So it is my, I know we have so many people already that are serving in various ways here, but my, my dream would be like, you know, fast forward a couple years in the future, is that every single person would have that, that at least that one thing that God has just worked on them and gotten them just in the right spot to help. It doesn't, it's not like it has to be some, you know, you're here at the church building every day or something, but some small, small thing that God can use for a big purpose. And so I, I want to just talk about a couple different areas here uh, of what maybe our goals are and maybe raise some awareness uh, for what we have, uh, what, what we have some need for. One is um, in the areas of, of investing in the next generation of Jesus followers. That's kind of a fancy way of saying uh, we need help with helping with our like children's and youth ministry. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, but like I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of people in this room have raised children before, okay? So if you have raised children, this is going to be a piece of cake, okay? Because the great thing about serving in our children, you know, like Sunday school or VBS or youth ministry is the kids don't go home with you, Okay? <laughs> Unless your own kids happen to be there, then maybe some of them do go home with you. Um, but, but I think that if you have had experience with kids, you're probably more adequate and more prepared than you, than you think you might be to do that. Because you know Jesus, right? You know Jesus, and, and you love Jesus, and so you love the, the things and the people that he loves, and Jesus loves kids, and so you love kids then. So um, we just had Sunday school end. Um, last week. There's a break for the summer, but if you look in your bulletin, there's, there's a whole list of different ways that you could help with Sunday school um, for next year. It's going to start in the fall, in September, uh, but there's all kinds of opportunities. Now, it, it ranges from, like, actually teaching, you know, um, regularly in the classroom, but it, all the way down to there's some roles that you just need to, like, make sure that there are some supplies or, you know, set some things up so that the class is running, and, and everything in between, 
We already have, we, we do such a great job having our school here as the biggest ministry that we have investing in our, in our kids, but, but we could do more, I believe. So Sunday school is one example. Um, vacation Bible school, um, what a wild and fun week that is, but we, we need help with that. It's gonna be July 24th through the 27th. There's more details uh, in the bulletin and more stuff's gonna go out this week uh, as far as like ways to register to volunteer for that. We need, in, in Sunday school and youth ministry and VBS, we, we really have kind of a, kind of a, a desperate need uh, for God to raise more people up here to help with those things. Um, you can just give a little bit of time and it makes a big impact in helping our kids know Jesus and grow up and follow him. I know Pastor Josh is looking for more people, uh, again, to help with like middle school and high school. I know some of you guys have you've successfully raised teenagers. Yeah, that might be you. That might be you to help with this. But we have some, some wonderful examples in there. Another dream that I have, as far as I'm listing off goals and everything, is to have more people participate in uh, Sunday morning. More people participate in worship. Like, we're, we're looking for people... Um, you know, not, not that the pastors don't love, you know, doing all the things up here, but we'd love to get some more people who would um, read the scripture readings, you know, participate in that way, share God's word with us. Maybe, maybe that's something that um, might excite you about serving. Um, we need people to, to act like. We need, I mentioned our um, great people back there advancing our slides, running the live streams, sound, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'd love to get more people uh, to participate in that way as well. Um, I guarantee you, this is nothing against them, but it's, it's probably not as hard as you think. And all of these things, probably not as hard as you think they might be, and we can help you. Um, so many opportunities. I've only listed off a few. So many opportunities for us. And I think that, again, I'm just assuming that we all want to do big things around here. We, we all... Um, love Jesus. We want to see his kingdom expand and grow. We know there's people around us that don't know Jesus yet. We want to do big things, but it's, it's going to take a, a big group effort. And God, I just know it. God has, has given a lot of talents and passions right here in this congregation. And so I pray, just coming out of today, I just pray that, that you will be praying and will have an openness and just have, have a confidence in God that if he's putting it on your heart to do something, that he's going to work that out, and he's going to do amazing things, and you're just going to stand back and be like, wow, I can't believe God did, used me uh, to help with that. Never saw that one coming. So let's pray that together, and let's go forth and pray about those giving goals here. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for all the stories of times where you took other inadequate, unprepared people and did wonderful things in and through them. Pray that you will do big things here at St. Paul, Lord. Not, not for our glory, but for your glory and to bring others to know Jesus as their Savior. Work in us and through us. We pray this all in his name.